being the Lord's house tonight. All of you here with us. I've tried to say this just about every night. I've really, my heart's been encouraged by all the help that we've had during these nights of meeting. And I, I pray that somehow God strengthens you, even those that are not here uh, in the community chapel. Uh, I, I'm glad that God's able to meet the needs in all of the hearts. Uh, I, I saw this young man run into the altar uh, weeping before God. Uh, I tell you, God's able to meet both the needs, the young, the middle-aged, the old. Uh, we can trust Him. Uh, we can trust Him. I've, I've encouraged these uh, young folks to, as God would press upon your heart. Uh, be sensitive to uh, so what God wants to do in your life. Uh, I tell you, we're, we're living in a, a generation that men's hearts are hardened. And we, we've grown uh, callous uh, to the Word of God. Uh, this runs off of many like water off of a duck's back. Uh, God help us that God would just soften our hearts that we'd hear uh, I, I thought there's been a lot of nights during this meeting that God's uh, preached about desiring to have fellowship and uh, a, a communication, a walk with Almighty God. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't mean this to sound harsh, but I'm convinced most folks that sit on our pews uh, around this land don't really know what it's like to have communion with God. Uh, they, they don't know what it's like. Uh, to be able, uh, they, they maybe feed off the emotions sometimes of others that are in the church or uh, folks' testimony or maybe a song that stirs their heart. But uh, if I was to ask you tonight when the last time you was on your knees by yourself, just you and God, uh, that you felt you, uh, your heart begin to swell with the, uh, the grace of Almighty God and begin to feel His touch, begin to feel that fellowship, just you and God. Uh, I tell you, I've, I've found it to be at times so sweet that I couldn't ask anything of him. I just had to praise him. Uh, not too long ago, uh, I, I went to pray and uh, and really was heavy in my heart. I, I thought I would pray about uh, some things that God had, objects of prayer that he had on my soul and I, I got down and as soon as I got on my knees, I began to think about what the Lord uh, had done for me uh, just as a young boy. Uh, and I, I thought, well, I'll take just a minute to thank him for that. Uh, Cliff, and it just started overwhelming my soul. And I don't know how long I was down there just weeping and praising God and enjoying fellowship with Almighty God. And I got up off my knees and the first thing the devil said, you didn't even pray about those things you went to pray about. And the Holy Ghost of God said, don't worry, I done took him into the throne room. I tell you, it's the Spirit of God. The Word of God said the Spirit giveth us. You're going to pray. You'll pray in the Spirit. Uh, well, preacher, I'm just going to ask Him whatever I want. You can, but it won't get there. Uh, it, it'll take the Holy Ghost of God to get our prayers uh, to the throne room. And I, I'm thankful tonight for His help. God's helped us every night uh, that we've had to stand. And I thank Him for that. I appreciate your prayers. Uh, if you want to turn with us tonight, the first chapter in the book of Proverbs, 
want to read just a few verses of Scripture there. If you want to stand when you find your place and reverence the Word of God, I, I appreciate what the Lord's doing. I, Dean and I were talking the other night, and I said, you know, sometimes we see things maybe uh, even as we're preaching, God reveals the hearts that's being troubled. Uh, but we don't see every place that the Word of God's taken of old. Uh, and that it moves in the hearts of men. There, there's been folks even in these revival meetings uh, this, these nights that God's troubled their hearts just like Chad the other uh, last night, I guess it was, before service started, run into the uh, prayer room and, and just busted in the door over there. And he said, I need just to pray for me. Uh, God's been at this skinning me from one end to the other and I know I'm saved, but I want to get to where God Wants me to be. I tell you, you'll have to lay your pride down to get there. Brother, to get to the place that you're just willing to say, I need the help of God. We need Him tonight. Listen, church, we need the help of God. When I say church, I ain't talking about community chapel or Alexander or any other specific church. I'm talking to the born-again believers of Almighty God. We need the help of God. Our people are perishing day by day. God help us tonight. Brother, to beg the help of God. And listen, I, I believe that God's ear, the Word of God said that His, uh, the, the eye of the Lord was over the righteous. His ear was attentive under their cry. I believe when our hearts are turned toward Him and we begin to seek the Lord with all of our heart, His Word tells me in so many places that He's there listening. He's, he's ready to hear our cry. And so tonight, you don't have to worry about God doing His part. You just be willing tonight to do yours. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 1, verse 20, the Bible says, Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the streets. She crieth in the chief place of concourse. In the openings of the gates. In the city, she uttereth her words. Saying, How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my Spirit unto you. I will make known my words unto you. Our Father, as we humbly bow our heads before you tonight, God, we desire your help one more time. Father, I pray tonight, God, here in this place, soften our hearts to your word. Father, help us, God, to quit looking at one another. Father, to quit wondering what somebody across the aisle is going to do. And Father, I pray tonight, God, that we could see you and you alone. God, that we might begin to realize, Father, that our lives are in peril. Father, the lives of our families and our children are in peril. Father, the world wherein we dwell is wicked. God, and you desire that there'd be some light shining so brightly. God, that they couldn't be dim. Father, you said we were a city set on a hill that could not be hid. We pray, God, tonight that it be so. Father, I'm afraid that somehow our light's been dimmed in the day that we're living. Father, folks can't see. They're stumbling in the darkness. God, would you revive the church tonight? Father, I pray, God, as individuals, help us, Lord, to seek you, God, with all of our hearts. Lord, that you might revive our spirit. And set our souls afire to serve you. Use us, Father, we pray. God, everything that's accomplished, we'll humbly bow our head and give you the honor for it. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for standing tonight. Reverence of God's Word. As I begin to think about these verses of Scripture, 
You pray for us tonight. Hey, sometimes, and you fellas that have preached in this world, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, maybe it, it don't bother you, but when I get too many scriptures coming at me, sometimes I don't hardly know exactly which way to uh, to turn, and so we're just going to trust the Lord. I feel like this is where God uh, have us to start tonight, and so uh, as our dear brother said uh, many nights this uh, past uh, a few nights, we, we don't have it in our hand. We've got nothing wrote down. Uh, if God don't fill our mouths, we'll just have to sit down and let somebody else have the floor, but I'm trusting tonight that God knows exactly what we need, and He's able to help us tonight if we'll hear by the Word of the Lord. The Word of God says here uh, in verse 20, Wisdom, Christ without. Uh, the Bible says, She uttered her voice in the streets. I begin to think about what the Bible says about wisdom. And one of these young men this week, sometime maybe here in prayer room, or maybe as Brother Brandon Cage said tonight as he's testifying, he said the beginning, the Bible says the beginning of wisdom uh, is the fear of the Lord. We've lost our fear in this land. I, I, I'm confident, brother, that many sitting on their church pews is not even sure that He exists. They're not even sure in their own hearts whether or not He's God or not. Brother, we, we've been so, uh, so contrary and so callous uh, up in our hearts for so long and the Word of God's not moved in our I being in so long. I, I believe sometimes we're not sure if He's the same God that we read about in the Word of God. But wisdom tonight is still our brother crying in the streets. It's still, brother, without tonight. What does that mean, preacher? I want to tell you something. This is not hid from no man. God didn't do this thing in a little corner over here. And somehow it's hid from the hearts of many. But God Almighty stood forth His Son one day on Calvary and hung Him between heaven and earth and let the whole world look upon Him. Brother, as He hung there as a sin offering. And He said, Whosoever will, let Him come and drink of the water of life freely. Brother, the Word of God is wisdom to our hearts. It's marred to our bones. It's strength to our souls. It's water tonight to a thirsty and a dying man in the desert. God help us tonight. Listen, brother, just for a little while, if the Lord will help us. Oh, listen, I hope tonight you can get just a glimpse of Him. Brother, I want to tell you something as this young man began to sing this song, Oh, Sacred Lamb. I was down one Saturday evening. I praying in my place about Sunday morning, about what God was going to have for us to do across the mountain one Sunday morning. Brother, and as I began to pray, those words began to roll through my heart. Oh, sacred lamb. Brother, I went to bed that night thinking about the one, brother, that had been set apart. Brother, had been sealed in the eyes of God to be the perpetuation for my sins. Oh, he's sacred tonight. He's holy tonight. Brother, you better get your eyes on Jesus. We preached that the first night we started this meeting. Brother, look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Wisdom still crying. Right. Still being proclaimed in our streets. Preacher, what does that even mean? I tell you, the warning of Almighty God still going forth to the hearts of men day by day. That word's available. Brother, nearly every one of our homes, we've got multiple copies 
of that word in our uh, in our homes, and you know what? Often it stays closed. Never the lids of that book are open. Not one time are we seeking the will of God. Brother, there's a young lady and I was preaching about her just the other night. Uh, her life was being destroyed by drugs in this world, and her mom and dad was a good reason for that. That's just putting her right in the middle of that. I went to them one day, and I said, listen, can't you see what the devils are doing? To your children, you need to get in the house of God. Get your heart right in this world. Let the Lord help you and your family. You know what her words to me was? Oh, preacher, don't worry about me. She said, I've got Bibles all over my house. You know what I told her later? I said, you can cut that thing up, put it in soup and eat it. But until you believe it down in the depths of your soul, till it becomes fire in your life, it'll do you no good. From this ain't some influence. The place on the table somewhere. Brother, this ain't something that we look in. I had it some religious order. But this is the prayer of God and the salvation to everyone that believes. This is only powerful to you. If in faith you believe the Word of God. Otherwise, it's a stumbling block. That's what the Word of God said it was to the Jews. Was to the Greeks in their vain traditions, in their much learning, always seeking after something new. Brother, they couldn't believe the simplicity of the Word of God in its plainness. Brother, how could one come to this earth? Brother, and begin, oh listen, tonight, you know what? He wasn't able to help the proud. He wasn't able to help those in their learned minds that thought they didn't need Him. But I'll tell you where you'd find Jesus. Brother, down there at one feet, helping that one that was on their knees before Almighty God. Brother, like Mary Magdalene. Oh, we read about her in the Word of God. You know what? Her heart was changed. Brother, from that day forward, she desired to be in His presence. Oh, I know. Our learned men of today and our world tried to turn her our darling Savior into something that they weren't. I tell you, it wasn't nothing more than one that had been redeemed and adored the Lamb of God with everything that was in her. She saw what Jesus had done in her heart and she believed the Word of God. She wanted to be at His feet. She wanted to be where He was teaching. Brother, we even find her in the Word of God as they journeyed down there to the tomb. Oh, listen, aren't you glad? Oh, thank God this morning or tonight that God is still moving among the hearts of men. Young folks, listen to me. I said to you the other night, Brother, my generation and some of the generation before have hardened themselves against the Word of God. They may never turn from their way in this world, but you run for God. You run after the Lord. He'll prove to you every step of the way that He's God in this world. I've seen many in my lifetime. Old Brother Dean the other night we was talking. And I said in the days of my youth, I don't know exactly how many of us they were. The Crossroads Missionary Baptist Church, but there's probably at least 40 of us young folks. I'm talking about it was within six or eight years one way or the other of my age. And you know what? All of them were in the house of God. They heard the same gospel I heard preached later. 
They were they experienced the same gifts and grace of Almighty God. It was abundant to them. I could probably count on one hand of all of those today that are still walking with the Lord. Does that break my heart? Oh, every day. Sometimes God will burn my heart clear for some of them. And I begin to pray that God will turn them from their ways. But I want to tell you something, it ain't never deterred me. Brother, God done work in my heart one Sunday morning that the devil can't touch. He's not been able to pry it out of my life. There's not been a trial come my way, bless your heart, that's been big enough, brother, to pry me out of the grasp of my Lord. And you know what? You can have that same thing tonight. There been times I've been so discouraged, couldn't hardly hold my head up. And I want to tell you something, the wisdom of God is greater than men. And it'll pass by through the preaching of the gospel. It'll come through some saint of God as they begin to sing under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. My brother mentioned it last night, we've got singers all over this way. I'll tell you, I've been privileged to sing with what the world would call as some of the greatest singers that's ever took a stage. Brother, I sung one night in Florida with two different gospel groups. One had the number one song that month, and the other had had the number one song the month before. And they took the stage, and they worked the crowd, and they'd be a crying one minute, and then they'd be a life in the next minute, and I didn't feel the Holy Ghost of God whatsoever. Brother, I began to pray, standing back tired, God, if you'll help us just for a little while, if you'll just help me let me Calvary, I want somebody to really see who he is. I'll tell you something, there's a difference. There's a difference between that that looks real and that that is real. We get caught up sometimes in the delivery of a message. How this man does it or that man does it. Maybe how this one speaks or this one don't speak. I want to tell you something. This is about the Word of God. It's about the power of God unto salvation. It doesn't matter if God delivers it through a whisper. Brother, if He's shouting it from the housetop. When the power of God is anointing the man of God, you better give ear to that. You better listen very closely and carefully. Because God's got something in that that'll help you. Amen. Brother, it may be something that you ain't facing this moment, but it may be something that's coming your way tomorrow. There's been a lot of days, brother, that God warned me about something that was coming down the line. And the Word of God would say, bless your heart when this comes. This is what you do. Oh, listen, this has been a word that has beset me before and behind brother has gathered on the side of me and kept me from the enemy. Oh, preacher, you're something special. No. Oh, God, if you could see what a wretch that I am. Some days I question why God would even use a wretch like me. But listen, God Almighty chose to use the ignorant and the unlearned, brother, to magnify the Son of God. I don't know if we'll get through this or not. She's crying tonight. Wisdom is still crying. The Bible says in the chief place of the concourse. I want to tell you something from the palaces to the synagogues 
Brother, even down to our day, to our little local churches, wisdom has been crying from the beginning. Brother, the Word of God, that it would save the souls of men from the day that the voice of God came in the garden and told Adam, Adam, everything here is for you except that right there. Don't you touch that. Don't you eat of that. You stay away from that. Oh, preacher, why would God do that? Because God knew that the moment that He touched that, brother, that that sin would enter into His heart. Oh, God wasn't afraid that somehow He'd get enough knowledge how to be like Him. That's what the devil told Him would happen. But it didn't happen. I want to tell you something. The very moment He took a hold of that, brother, this sinful flesh began to realize in this world that He was going to leave here. And it began to try to hide from the voice of Almighty God. That wisdom's been crying from that day, even unto now. I've replayed in my mind some of the messages this brother's preached to our hearts. I, I told my wife, and I even told him the other night, if God could have willed it to be so, I would have said every night, my heart has rejoiced under the preaching of the gospel. I'm not lifting this man up. Tonight I'm lifting the God that has guided him all of these days. You folks from his church, listen to me tonight. Brother God said a man in order. Larry Alexander that's proved to you over these many years that God's exactly who he says he is. That he'll do everything that he said he'll do. Well, preacher, I've seen him fall. I've seen this one do that. Yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. If you live long enough, you'll see it again. But I'll tell you the grace, the wisdom that abides in the heart of a man of God, in a woman of God that'll follow him. Brother, we'll keep them in this world. Wisdom still crying in the chief places of this world. And today, it's being ridiculed, and it's being mocked, and it's being scorned. You know what? These folks that maybe have graced these pews even these past few nights, and maybe they come one night or two, and they said, you know what? I, I can't deal with that. I'm not going to have nobody talk to me like that. Brian Chet called me the other day just to aggravate me. Girl preached pretty rough there one night. What the world would call rough, I tell you, it was salvation to the soul. And Brian, he had to go somewhere else, but he called me. And he said it's something like this. He said, I ain't coming back up there where you talk to folks like that. And he just laughed. But I tell you, in some folks' heart, that's the truth. Brother, they ridicule and they mock the Word of God. And I'm not going to have that for my last preacher. Oh, listen to me. This world says it this way. Brother, we call it an old time way. I tell you, it ain't the old time way. It's the only way in this world. There's a way that God set forth in this world for sinners to be saved. And I don't care what men do in this world, how well they dial it in. You know what? We, we've got it pretty dialed in in our world today. Brother, we, in our churches around this land, we have discipleship training. We know the right words to say. We know exactly what scriptures to read them. 
And I'll tell you what we're doing, brother. We're proselyting some folks in this uh, world into the church, and they're just as lost as lost can be. And they'll stand before God Almighty deceived in their heart because that's what somebody told them. I tell you, seek out that that's right in this world. Preacher, how will I know that? The wisdom of God. It ain't going to be what you want to hear. No, ma'am. No, sir. I tell you, the day the Lord came to me and convicted my heart, it shook me to the core of my soul. It took everything that I thought about myself and turned it upside down. But He didn't leave me there. That same wisdom. As the old writer John Newton, you ought to study John's life sometime. A slave trader. Wrote amazing grace. Some of the greatest words in other songs too. But wrote some of the greatest words that's ever been pinned down for a man to try to sing in this world. You know what he was? He was by nature a vile man. Men had died at his hand. And sometimes even through his life after his saved, he battled with depression because of the things that he had done. But the amazing grace of God, thanks be to God, taught my heart to fear. And that same grace my fears relieved. It brought me to a place of salvation that I could hear what God had for me in this world. Sometimes we confuse the grace and the mercy of Almighty God for somebody being mean. I'm going to tell you, sometimes the truth hurts. It does. The truth don't cut any corners. You know what we're looking for in most of our places, say? Then you tell me how good I am. Tell me how good I'm doing. Build me up. And if you can make it to be so, don't even mention the word Jesus. Just talk about me. My brother mentioned it last night. Brother, we're living in the most vain world we've ever lived in in this life. God help us, brother, men and women are in love with themselves. And we don't care a thing in the world about anybody else, including the church. Wisdom is still in this world. Crying in the chief place. The concourse, in the openings of the gates, in the city, she uttereth her words, saying, How long? How many times have we heard that this week? How long will you tarry? How long will we ignore the voice of God? Church, listen to me. Not necessarily that all of those nights that we thought God was preaching to somebody that was lost, God was still speaking to the church. How long will we just sit by the wayside? How long will we display church? How long will we forsake the prayer grounds of God? Oh, listen, you know what? God's been working on me, brother, in the last little while. Oh, appreciate you've been praying. Yes, I've been praying and compared to some of you. Brother, I've probably been doing pretty good. But in the eyes of God, God began to say, you know what? There's some places you've let down. There's some times that you used to dedicate to me that you took away for your own sake. I may to lose a little sleep. I said that one morning in West Chapel. Oh, kind of looked at me. And I listen, I'm not willing to give up my sleep. You know what? They've been nights that my heart was so heavy for somebody, I couldn't shut my eyes. I was praying that God would bring deliverance to their soul. How long has it been? How long 
in our simple ways, will we just ignore the voice of God and think that things will be okay? I could tell you story after story. Folks that I went through two through the years tried to warn them sometimes personally. I've seen the Word of God under the preaching of the Gospel didn't seem like it's having no effect. I went to them so plain. I said, listen, God's talking to you. God's talking to your family. And you're ignoring the voice of God. And often, you know what I heard? Don't worry about it, preacher. It'll be all right. Brother, but some of them same folks, I've seen them wring their hands and come back later and say, will you pray for my children? My children's caught up in the things of this world. And the devil's a dragging them down. And you know what? I didn't say I told you so. Brother, I prayed with all of my life that God would bring deliverance. Because God put a love down in my soul for man. But God help us hear the word of God before it ever gets to that place. Mama says, it's you that's got you. And you got a folks, maybe it's just fixing to get married. Ain't got no children. When God blesses you with them in this world, I tell you, sing to them about the things of God. Let them hear you a prayer. Brother, I woke one morning, and not just one morning, I began to thank God. I, you know what? I was dead asleep somewhere along. About five o'clock in the morning, I heard a sound. I thought, scared me at first. I didn't know what it was. You know what it was? It was my wife in the living room on her face before God, weeping about something, crying unto God. I said, God, thank you that my little boy can hear that. Preacher, that's just too old-fashioned. Well, you call it what you want. I'll tell you what, it works. Works. I brought something to my mind. I don't remember exactly. I think it was maybe Easter Sunday morning. Either 2020 or 21. Some of you might remember. God give me a message and we was preaching online at that time. Who has believed our report? And whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Oh, I began to think about that today. I tell you, I praise God that He's revealed Himself to me. I don't have to ask Cliff Baker tonight if I, he thinks that it's real in my life. I'm not worried about any of these other men or women that are sitting in this building tonight. And if all of you got up with one accord and looked me in the eyeball and said, Jonathan Sluder, I believe you're lost. Brother, I'll leave God with what I've got. I'm confident. Brother, with exactly what's down in the depths of my soul. Brother, I've experienced too many things in this life. Brother, God's done too much for me. I don't have to go back to that Sunday morning. I just have to go back maybe this morning or maybe this evening down there in the bar where God met me for a little while. Amen. You better get you something you can depend on. Something don't shake every time the devil comes by. Hey, some folks, every time the devil comes by, shakes a little bit. You know what? The foundation comes. You're wondering what in the world's going on. I tell you this right here. will be a standing solid when the waters are so high you can't see the foundation. Amen. Oh, listen. Sometimes life comes like that. I'll tell you, some today's brother, the waters begin to rise. These men sitting back here in the prayer room before we started, they 
talking about some floods that come through in 1977, maybe some around 2003, had swept my sister-in-law's house, part of her house away. Brother could have very well took their lives and God spared them. Oh, listen, I tell you, the storm water sometimes arrives in this world. Brother, it comes so quickly you don't even know that it's there until it's around you. But I'm glad that that is in my soul. Tonight I can testify for you, but that is in my soul. It's founded on the rock. Amen. Peter, on this rock will I build my church. What is he talking about? Wasn't some physical rock. Peter said something to him before that. The faith that Peter had in his heart that he was the Christ. Peter, upon this rock will I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I tell you what, the devil ain't got a storm big enough to shake the people of God. They don't. I'm talking about them that's got it anchored, brother, that the wisdom of God's came to their life and they've heard her cry and they've took that down in their bosom, brother, and believed it. In this world, God's made it to be power unto them in the day of trouble. Some folks wait to call on God when trouble's hit. I'm going to tell you, sometimes that's too late. Preacher, it ain't never too late. I, I'm going to read to you. Maybe God will help me for just a little while here in a minute. Down below where I started reading to you tonight, I tell you, God said, I'll laugh at your calamity when trouble comes. Listen to what he says. Who has believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Over in the Word of God, I like what he says. Brother Paul says this over in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. You know what he is? That maybe I can make a case tonight that Brother Paul was the most educated, well-versed, well-learned men of all the apostles. Of all the men that we read of in this book that's got Scripture that has been inspired by the Holy Ghost of God and included in this book, maybe he had the, the, the highest credentials, if you want to say it like that. Matter of fact, the third chapter of the second chapter one of the book of Philippians, he talks about that. And he says, all of those things I counted as done. Why? That I may win Christ. In the second chapter of First Corinthians, Brother Paul says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with ecstasy of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you, he says, the testimony of God, for I determined not to know anything. Among you, save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Amen. Amen. That'll still do the trick today. Yeah. That's all we need. Right. Yeah. Everything else that everybody's trying to fit in, God's already got it in that right there. Yeah. A lot of these things that's bringing division among us. I want to tell you something that's just from the minds of men trying to, through natural man's minds, trying to understand how the Holy Ghost of God. Well, he says in the latter part of this chapter that that can't be done. But he says, I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. I've read some scholars that said maybe uh, Paul had problems with his feet. Some that said maybe his problems with his eyesight. Who knows? There may have been problems with all of that. 
I don't believe that's what he was talking about. I believe, brother, he knew without Christ he was nothing. Just as I know tonight, these good men of God have testified to you without the help of God. I don't know your heart tonight. I couldn't help you even if I knew what your problem was. You know what, folks? Come and say, Preacher, this is bothering me. I might not have the answer, but God does. I might not have never experienced that. There's folks that suffer things in this world. I've not went through those things. I might do my very best to sympathize with you, but I don't really know how you feel. But we've got a faithful high priest that does. Brother Paul says that I came to you or I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling and my speech and my preaching was not with the enticing words of men's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. I've not got much confidence in weak preaching, I'll just tell you. I'm not talking about a man running and jumping. I've seen some of them do that. I'm talking about that that's overshadowed by the Holy Ghost of God. That when the, the man in the weakness and in trembling takes the stand and begins to speak and the Holy Ghost, brother begins to say amen to that. You know what? You can count on that word. It'll help you. He said here in verse 5 that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I see men today, women, boys and girls, somebody goes, somebody leaves, somebody dies, or God dies with them. Seen it happen? My home church. My pastor and my Days of my youth with my uncle, good man of God. Never one time was he trying to get folks to follow him because of who he was. But there's some of doing it. Brother, I want to tell you, the day we walked him down there in that casket and they lowered him down in the ground, it wasn't too many days since that some of them hit the door and they've been back since. Why? Well, that's where the faith was at. We buried your dog. We did. Preacher, that's hard. It's the truth. We buried their God. I want to tell you something. That same God that I heard him preach and testify of, I even made mention of the other night, maybe or maybe it was at New Liberty Sunday morning. Brother, right down to the very end, you know what? Cancer ridden in his body. That's the reason I love these men of God. Brother, they ain't found no place to quit. They ain't found no place to pull over and park. If Gene Turner said one night, oh, listen, you know what they're saying with the stuff until God calls them home? I've seen him get so weak. Brother, he couldn't stand and preach the gospel. They'd pull the piano beans out from behind the piano. He'd sit down there and preach, brother, to the sweat was running off of him. And he was about to fall off of there. Was he doing that for his own honor, his own glory? No, he was doing that for a little boy sitting in the back of the church and needing to hear how wonderful Jesus was. Never forget. One night, he preached his way to the back of the church and there's probably 25 or 30 of us old boys sitting back there thinking about hypertension. Preaching his way back there to Cliff. He's going to solve in 20 minutes. He stood in front of us. He preached unto us that God would be the same God to us if we were willing to hear what God had to say about the matter. I tell you what, God shook me that night. He woke me up. 
Oh, I began to think, you know what? Uh, he began to point out the fact, and, and some of you need to get this in your heart. Brother, you look around, and these folks here at Community Chapel are maybe folks at Alexander or Cross Rock or wherever you're from. Brother, tonight, maybe you look around, and you see these old men and women, and they've been steadfast, unmovable, abounding in the work of God, and you think somehow or another they're always going to be on the pews. I got news for you. He preached to me that night. He said, Thompson, you're going to look around one of these days, and all them old men you see are sitting up there, them saying a godly women that you got confidence in that can pray heaven down, you're going to look around, and they're going to be gone. But God will be faithful to you. I'm testifying to you tonight. I found that to be true. There's been many run, many forsaken. God's held me steadfast. Not anything that I've done, but I tell you, when God puts it down in there right, it'll be there. There's a lot that's claiming to know Him, claiming to have heard His voice. Never heard it. Never yet has the arm of the Lord been revealed to them. Their faith is standing in men. He said, How be it we speak wisdom among you? That is perfect. Yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom, He said, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Can I say this to you tonight? God help us just for a minute. I'm not trying to weary you, but I want to get all of this off my heart. Really, that God's put on there. Listen, God's got something that the world just can't grasp. It's so precious, it's so simple that not even a fool or a wayfaring man could ever there again. It's so simple that a little old boy, just like that preacher, why do you keep mentioning that? I will tell you something. I remember within him when God called me out of the beaches and saying, My never dying soul. And the whispers went on. I think he might have been a little too young. Brother, but I knew the work that God did in my heart. I didn't worry about the whispers. I'm still not worried today whether they think I've got it or not. Brother, but God has been faithful to me. Amen. Every time you feel the pull of God, you get out of your bench, run into that altar, you pray that God satisfies your soul. <laughs> I said the other night, we, we've got the place. This is a place of shame. Yeah. Folks won't come out of the benches because they pray what somebody's going to whisper in the seat beside them. Yeah. I tell you what, quit worrying about what folks think about you. Yeah. Start looking and seeing what God thinks about us. Yeah. Brother, quit worrying about the wisdom of men and hear the wisdom of Almighty God. Yeah. It's still crying out tonight. Yeah. It's enough. It's enough. Oh, listen, you... I just can't get that out of my mind. Gerald, the other night, as he has preached it, maybe Sunday night, the very end of service. Well, he said, Isn't enough? My heart was Oh, it was enough. I want to tell you something, brother, when God Almighty speaks, it doesn't matter. Listen, it might be one word. Preacher, I can't do nothing. That's married. Amen. That's very bad. I tell you what, she went down to the phone. Brother, her heart fearful and troubled. The Bible says that in one of the Gospels, even talking among themselves, how they're going to get the stone rolled away. 
She wasn't sure exactly what they was going to find when they got down there. Brother, they got down there and all of a sudden they realized there's a stone hit throws away. They look in there and there's the napkin lying in place. And there's confusion in their heart and not sure exactly what that means. Brother, and she began to sorrow. Oh, listen, somebody stole him away. And she, the Bible said that she saw one that she said supposing he was the gardener. And she asked him, sir, where have you laid him? I tell you, he spoke to her one word, and it shook her to the core of her soul. She knew immediately who he was. Yes, amen. He said, Mary. And you know his voice. Did she know his voice? What he said? Did she know his voice? Stranger, they will not follow. I said I had some scriptures, and God put ten times that much more. Running through my mind to suffice, I ain't been able to even get high of I thank God for His help tonight. Hear what God has saved your heart. You might be here tonight. You might have been here all week lost. Undone without God and somehow sitting in this place wondering whether or not God will save you. I told this young lady the other night here in the altar. I heard Brother Gerald tell her something similar. You know what, many of you have probably got the same testimony. Maybe you made a profession at some time in your life. Maybe it's when you was young. Maybe you was older. And maybe you came because somebody else come. Maybe you come because somebody pulled you out and told you you ought to come. And you got down there and you prayed some prayer and they took you down to the creek or the baptismal pool and, and baptized you. And you really didn't have it down deep inside. Old man of God was preaching one morning. You know what? Not for one minute. I think he's preaching to my wife. I've said this, and this is God's truth. My wife lived more righteous than I did. If we had had to stack it up and say, you know what? Who gets angry the most? Maybe who does things the most rash? It'd have been me. There's one came in the daughter that morning. I said, no matter God was looking at it. He said, don't you put off on this little kid. What God is speaking to you. My wife come out of the side screaming to the top of her lungs. It's me, it's me, it's me. I about fell over. It surprised me that much. And you know what? When she got up off the altar and got done working her heart, we got in the car and the first thing the devil was done is what all them people are going to think about you. You know what I said? Don't worry. Don't you worry. It don't matter. Brother, if some of them religious folks Jokes on that and falls off a bench. Don't worry about what they think about you. Amen. Well, she said, I've been a Sunday school teacher. I said, I don't care what you've been. Yeah. You know what? We need to lay the pride down. Yeah. We need to lay all these things down that we're holding on to yeah. and get something down in the depths of our soul that's real. Yeah. I believe there's been folks that come in all week from other places seeking. Something that is real. Something that really stirs the soul. Yeah. I'm not saying it because, matter of fact, you can just leave my, uh, my far right. But I'm going to tell you something. God sent a word this week through this man of God over here. You know what? It stirred my soul. I've been here preaching all my life. And I've not heard any stir me any more than what God's sent through Brother Jeremiah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my wife, I said, if it was it were possible. 
God to give him the, the human strength and the spiritual guidance and leadership of the Holy Spirit. I've said every night, not because I'm lazy and I don't want to do my part, but God's helped me. Yes, amen. I hope you can say that. Amen. Hope you can. Preacher, how long is this thing going to go? I don't know. It might close tonight. Where do you stand with God? Where is it? You're looking to tomorrow night. You're thinking, well, I'm going to have to come back tomorrow night. You might not be alive tomorrow night. I hear folks say it. Sometimes it just grinds my crawl. I have to just pray God give me grace. Well, I don't know your heart. I tell you what, you don't want to say a thing in this world. I don't know about you, but I'd say if most of us had it up, we'd be lucky if we'd give God two or three hours of our time all week long. From Sunday to Sunday. And we begrudge that. We will try to do and get everything in God's world on Sunday. Well, preacher, you just ruining this thing. No, I tell you what, you want to have revival? Consecrate yourself to the service of Almighty God. Let it be above everything in this life. Amen. And then you'll find the power of God. Not until then. Amen. I prove to you by this word, God's not taking second place to nobody. Amen. I preached one night in Virginia. Pastor cornered me up as soon as I come out of the pulpit. He said, Now listen, what you preach, I don't believe. I said, Well, what is it you don't believe? He said, You preach that God ought to come before everybody, including your wife and your children. He said, My family comes before anything. I said, Brother, you got it backwards. Let's get in this book. And I, you know what? Don't worry about arguing with me. Let's just get in here and see what God has to say about it. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. Don't let that check you. I'm going to tell you something. For me to be the husband that I need to be, to Teresa Slew. To be the father that I need to be to that young man sitting back there. And to be the man of God that I need to be to whatever people God's got me standing before. I must have him first. If anything else is taking that place, the Spirit of God won't be there. That's contrary to a lot of folks' thinking, ain't it? It is. Wisdom still crying in the streets. Let me get back there just a minute. I'm almost done. Word of God said, How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorners, and the fools hate knowledge. Turn ye, or turn you at my reproof. That word means rebuke. God is, He's not exhorting us. He's not patting us on the back, telling us how good we are. This man preached a little bit last night about the correction of God. You know what there's been times? There's never been one time that I like to do it. He probably talked it once. But I've had to jerk this young man up and wear him out. Preacher, I'll call social services on you. Go ahead. I'll do it all over again. It's the Word of God. I tell you, I didn't beat 
I didn't mistreat him. I didn't abuse him. But I'll tell you something, when he got done in this world, and he still knows it tonight, God put me as the authority figure in my house. Amen? Amen. Yes, sir. Brother, it's the one that ought to be the head of the household. Why I'm going here, I don't know. It's good, though. It's in the Word of God. Amen. You young men fixing to get married, let me tell you something. You're responsible for your families. Amen. Brother, you dragging all over God's creation and doing everything in the world besides coming to the house of God, you'll pay the penalty for that. Amen. You're right. I warned a young man and woman one time as they're dragging their youngins every Sunday, every Wednesday night all over the country to some travel ball. I said, you know what, one of these days you're going to look around, them youngins are going to be grown and everything you've handed them has been the things of this world. And you're going to look to God that you could go back and redo every one of them days. You know what I heard? Mind your own business. Preacher ain't none of your business. Well, you know what? I got thick skin. I can take that. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to stand before God one of these days. And when I stand there, I'm going to stand clear and free. Amen. I'm not going to stand there and say, I wish I'd have told you the truth. I wish I'd have held back and, uh, and just. Give you what God said to give you. I just want to be obedient to God. He said here in the Word of God, turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my Spirit unto you. I will make known my words. There's God's promise. If we'll heed the Word of God, if we'll believe what God had to say about the matter, you know what He says? I'll put my Spirit in you. I'll let you hear my wife. Listen, there ain't nothing as precious in this world as hearing the word from God. Amen. I ain't got time tonight to tell you. There are the times in this life that I didn't know what direction to turn. And sometimes it looked like my world was a falling apart. Everything, listen, I could tell you about a time, one time it looked like everything I had was gone. Not only did I not have no money in the bank account, brother, but it was upside down by many thousands of dollars. I made my snake bid my job, and it looked like everything was gone. Chrissy said, I'm going to go talk to him at the bank. You want to go? God said, get on your knees. I fell down there in my bedroom. There's an old chair there. Well, I had the Word of God before me. You know what? As I began to pray and call out on God and seek His face, the Holy Ghost of God began to comfort my heart and He said, listen, you don't know what to do, but I do. Maybe you don't know how to fix this, but I can fix this. Brother, when I got done praying, God said, open the book. And I just flipped it open. I didn't know where I was opening to. And it fell straight to the 147th Psalm. He telleth the number of the start. And He calleth him all by the name. Amen. I'll testify to you today, not one bill went unpaid. Brother, not one creditor came to my house looking, God made a way, opened the windows of heaven, poured me out a blessing. That's who God is. Listen. He says in, the, in verse 24, but now here's the other side of this, and I want you to get this tonight. Because it's just as real as the part where he said, I'll pour my spirit out upon you and I'll let you hear my words. He says, because I have called and you refuse, I stretched out my hand and no man regarded, but you have said it in all, all my counsel. 
And with none of my reproof. Isn't that where we're at in America today? God help, I'm talking about from the president all the way down to the local church. We've set the counsel of God to not, as no, as nothing. Don't worry about it, God. We know how to do it. We know how to have church. We know how to witness to people. We know how to preach. I said the other night, I think I hurt some feelings. I ain't been back since that night. I'll say it again. You preacher men sitting around here and we tell you something. You can't pray hard enough to get on your face before God. God Almighty fill your mouth and give you a word from heaven to help your people keep your seat. Amen and amen. From this word of evil, he'll help in this world. And this is not the word of Jura or of Dane or of Jonathan or of Cliff or anybody else sitting in this house tonight. This is God's word. He says when you set my at not my counsel, with none of my reproof, he said, I'll laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear I cometh. When your fear cometh as desolation and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. He says, when distress and anguish come upon you, then they shall call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me early, but they shall not find me. First time I ever read that word of God, it shook me to my core. I'll tell you something, God ain't nothing to be messed with. Be not deceived, he says in the book of Galatians. God is not mocked. Whatsoever you sow, that shall you also sow reap. You sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. But if you sow to the Spirit, he said we'd reap life everlasting. I'm glad tonight, you know what, God put this thing right back in our court, so to speak. And he says, here's my word, what are you going to do with it? This is a good question tonight for every one of us sitting here, for Community Chapel, for Alexander, everybody else that's sitting in the building. What are we going to do with God's Word? I thought as these men were talking, and I've seen it time in and time out, and some days in my life I've even done it myself. You know what, God would send Holy Ghost meeting. I mean help from heaven. We'd take hold of it just long enough to get this started a little bit. And the next thing you know, we turned around and we're looking back down there toward the land of Egypt. You ought to read that sometime. I believe it's in about the 14th chapter of the book of Numbers. Or 15th chapter, one of the other. You know what they just fired that got out of Egypt down there? I mean, this fire that cleared the Red Sea for a day or two when they began to long for the flesh pots. It was right back down there in captivity. How quickly we forget the hand of God. I'm going to tell you tonight, with everything that's in my soul, I ain't going back. I've got no desire to sit around the flesh pots in Egypt, brother, make brick for the devil. I've got no desire for that. God done a work in my heart, and He set my course toward glory land. And if God will be my helper and He has been this far, and I'm confident He will be the rest of the way, Isaac, He will be for you. I'm going to make it my home. I said, the other night, one of these days, my face going to end inside. I love you. I hope you know that. I know sometimes, you know what, I've been accused of it before. God just sends it to me straight and true, and I'm just stupid enough to preach it just like that. Just as plain and simple as I know how to do it, 
I'm not going to try to have to do it or take away. God hit you now. Get in this over. Get things right with God. Brother, make a new start. I mean, just get right in there and just fall after the Lord. You know, you read some places in the Word of God, especially through Samuel, Kings, Chronicles. The Word of God will tell about this king and he'll say he wholly followed after the Lord. Or his heart was perfect before God. And then you read about some and you know what it says? Their heart was wicked before the Lord all their days. Not one time did they turn their face to God. There's a little old king in there by the name of Josiah. I've often wondered how the world even knew to do it. You read about his father and his grandfather as wicked as hell itself. Well, but I tell you, God put a word in his heart. The book of the Chronicles was read. He began to realize this and sin upon their land. And you know what? At an early age, young folks, early age. I'm talking about, I believe he was eight years old or so when he took the kingship. You know what? By the time he was just a teenager in this world, he was cleaning house. God will let you do the same thing. Don't look at your mom and dad, your forefathers before you. Unless they follow God, and then if they have, you know what, you follow in their footsteps. If they've been contrary on the Lord, you just put your eyes on Jesus and follow Him. Let's stand tonight. Come and get us a song. Maybe there's something you need to do. I hope it ain't been too long before you and weird you. And I pray unto God that the Lord will just set our sights on glory. Put our eyes upon Him.
job to do stuff. Y'all are able to do that work in the hearts of our people. Yeah, let's do it, right? 
Sometimes he just wants to hear a praise. He wants to hear a praise. Anything else tonight you need to do? something for him, I tell you, he'll be there. And you just lay in there. I like that. Somebody else? Something you need to do.